are lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm going to say this now. This is parenthetical. Remind me, the Leonards are leaving this week, and at the close of the service, I forget a lot of things at the close of the service. Remind me, we want to have a prayer of dedication for them before they leave. It's, um, I'll talk about that later, all right? This morning, we talked about being priests of God. And um, in, in offering to God, we, we set this up as the altar that we bring to God. And um, to, to kind of just set in our mind, tonight specifically, we want to deal with this to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. I really believe that we need to see a revival in us taking seriously the fact that we are priests of God, that we are called of God, designed of God, to offer up spiritual sacrifices to God. And tonight I just want to list four aspects of sacrifices that we are to offer to God. Number one, we are to offer our bodies to God. We know as believers our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. But isn't it amazing that we don't want to use the temple of the Holy Spirit for God? We want to get up in the morning, do our thing all day, every day. The very first thing we ought to do when we wake up every morning is we ought to say, God, I'm offering you my body. Whatever's left of it, it's aching, it's creaking, it can't do what it used to be able to do or whatever. How many of you can relate to that, right? But seriously, we ought to come to God and we ought to present our bodies, Romans 12, present our bodies a living sacrifice where we come and say, God, I want my hands today to be your hands. I want my feet to be your feet. God, I'm giving you my body. I want you to use it. And everything that I do with my body ought to be an act of worship to God. Do you understand how, how practical Christianity is? Whether you're hammering a nail or driving a car or changing a diaper or fixing a meal or working a computer program or running heavy equipment or mending a shirt or playing a game... Whatever it is, whatever we do with our body, it ought to be an offering to God. God, you've allowed me this privilege to drive this car. I want to drive it as fast as I can for the glory of God. Amen? No amens on that, huh? The king's business requires haste. That's my college president said. At any rate, but everything that we do should be done to the glory of God. 
And it's an offering up of, of a sacrifice to God. Do you, do you realize you can be offering up sacrifices, you can be laying up treasures in heaven doing the most menial, mundane thing when you say, God, I'm doing this as to you. Whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. It's a spiritual service. It's an act of worship. You know, we hear a lot about worship wars and worship this, that usually what they're talking about is what goes on in a church. We need to get where every other area of our life, we see it as a worship. God, I'm, I'm going to mow this lawn for your honor and glory. Thank you for the privilege you've given me. God, I'm, I'm going to uh, fix this vehicle for your honor and glory. Thank you that I have eyes to see and And everything we do, we need to present our bodies to God. And everything then we do through our body can be an offering to God. Secondly, turn to Hebrews chapter 13. Just in front of Peter is Hebrews chapter 13. Offering up spiritual sacrifices which are acceptable to God... Hebrews 13 said, By Him, by Jesus Christ, therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Secondly, we ought to be continually coming and offering to God praise and thanksgiving. Regardless of what happens in our life, we are to continually offer to God praise and thanksgiving. Most, most of the time, as Christians, we get caught up in, in grumbling and complaining, and we are not offering to God praise and thanksgiving. Oh, 18 months, maybe two years ago, I don't know when, but... It's something that God's been bringing back to me, this aspect, that I need to make sure that I don't let anyone else or any circumstance of life rob me of the joy that I can have in Jesus Christ. And that nothing else, and I'm the only one that allows that, Nothing else should stop me from continually giving praise to God, having an attitude of thanksgiving, an attitude of of gratitude, of of praise and thanksgiving to God. He says over and over in Scripture, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. And to make up our mind, I am not going to let anyone or anything rob me of the opportunity to offer to God praise and thanksgiving. Yeah, but what about if this or that happens? Well, talk to the Apostle Paul about that. I mean, he had about everything happen in his life that could happen, and he's the one that God used to write, Rejoice in the Lord always. How many how many offerings of praise and thanksgiving have you been bringing to God this last week? Somebody wrote the little song, Oh, we grumble on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, grumble on Wednesday too, grumble on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, grumble the whole week through. We grumble, 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 grumble. And we do. Oh, it's too wet. 
too dry, too hot, too cold. You know the average temperature in June is about 80 degrees, and it's only been 68 degrees. Blah, 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 blah. Here, God, take that. The people I work with. You know, you know who I work with? You don't know who I work with. If you knew who I work with, you'd be grumbling too. No, this is God says continually offer to God the, the offering of praise and thanksgiving. Thirdly, notice Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 16. But to do good, he, he just said we are to offer to God um, the fruit of our lips, the sacrifice of praise, giving thanks in His name, but to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. He's saying acts of love are an offering to God, doing good and ministering to others and giving to the poor and helping those that, that uh, need your help. We do this. Because it is an act of love to God. Okay, Denny, would you come up here? Just pick on Denny, okay? There's some days that Denny is just like a little angel. Always up in the air harping about something. No, no. And then there's some days that it's harder to love Denny, and Denny is representative of all of us. See, we can turn it to me, too. But you know what? We don't love people just when they're lovely. Because that wouldn't happen much, would it? You love people because it's an, it's an offering to God. They are, they, there may be times they're unlovely. See, here's where, here's where we run into problems. Let, let's just, um, Marilyn's in the nursery, but your mom right now, okay? There's times that I'm unlovely, so she has the right to not love me. Wrong. It's not about me. It's about offering to God. There's times, we won't go into details here, that she is unlovely. Ho, 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 Jason says, huh? So here's what we do. We react to that. Well, if you're going to act that way, I can. No, I am to offer to God acts of love. I am to keep loving, and it's not because they're deserving of it. It's because this is a sacrifice to God. And this is, if, if people in their marriages and families would get this one principle down, it would change. I am a priest of God, and as a priest of God, I am to offer to God acts of love, whether they are deserving of it or not. Period. End of statement. You are a priest of God. That's what God has called you to do, to offer up acts of love. And you know what? The greatest opportunity you have to give acts of love is when they are the most unlovely. It doesn't take love. When they're, when they're lovely, when, when she's obedient and brings me chocolate and shares her chocolate with me and all that, 
Man, that is nice, Danny. I love you. But we won't go there. Anybody can love someone like that, right? That's not an act of sacrifice to God. But when it's changed, you may be seated. Thank you. But see, it's not about them. It's I am a priest and I need to bring before God acts of love. And whether they're deserving of it or not, that is immaterial. I don't even need to go there. I don't even need to consider it. I am a priest of God, and this is what God has called me to do, and I am called to offer up acts of love. Doing it in reliance on the Spirit. There are going to be times that you're going to say, God, I don't feel like doing this. And I need your Spirit's power in my life. I am doing this out of obedience to you, and I want you to be honored. So, God, you're going to have to change my attitude here. And in reliance upon the Spirit of God. Number four, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 1. Another um, offering that we should bring to God besides our bodies, besides praise and thanksgiving, besides acts of love. Number four is intercession. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. And then he goes out and on and spells it out. In Ephesians chapter 6, he says in the armor account, put on the armor, he closes that with praying always in all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints, intercession for the saints. One of the saddest verses in the Bible is Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 16. God said He looked out and He marveled that there was no one interceding on behalf of the people. And as a priest of God, we ought to be coming to God, and we alluded to it this morning, and one of the offerings that we ought to be bringing to God is we ought to be coming to God and interceding on behalf of others. Genesis, we read an account where um, homosexuality was abundant and the, the morals of the people was corrupt and vile. And God said, I am going to destroy this city. And there arose a man that said, get him, God, get him. No, there arose a man named Abraham that said, God, please don't destroy this city. If there's 50 righteous people, what was he doing? He was offering to God an offering of intercession. He was interceding on behalf of Sodom. He was pleading with God. Moses uh, uh, was a man of intercession, and we don't have time to go into it. But he, he pleaded with God for the removal of the plagues. He pleaded with God at the water of Rephidim. He was interceding for the people at the victory over the Amalekites. When, when the people had offered up um, uh, 
worship to a golden calf, had made this golden calf and had forsaken God. And God said, I've, I've had it. Moses arose as an intercessor. And he said, God, if you destroy them, it's going to reflect bad on your name. And he, he interceded before God with these people when God was set to destroy him. The healing of Miriam from leprosy is a result of Moses' intercession. After the return of the spies, Moses went before God and he offered up the offering of intercession. And we could go on and list, and list others. The destruction of the serpent as a result of the, the serpent's bites and so on. But what you find in Moses was a man that was passionate and took serious this aspect. We are priests of God. Who are you interceding on behalf of? Who are you interceding on? Um, it is so important. Hezekiah was another man of intercession. Paul was a man of intercession. Read Colossians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, Philippians chapter 1. What did Paul say? In his letter he said, My brethren, I pray for you that you'd abound in, in wisdom and knowledge of our God and Savior. I pray for you that, that your, the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Paul said, I'm continually going before God. Why? He's a priest. We like to say, we as Baptists believe in the priesthood of the believer. Well, what are you doing with it? Who are you interceding on behalf of? You know what? Every one of these kids that were up here tonight, they, they ought to have people interceding on their behalf besides their parents and grandparents. This is a full-time ministry. Let me ask you this. This will really put the squeeze in us. How much have you been interceding for President Barack Obama? Oh, don't bring that up. <laughs> You're a priest of God. And it says, I exhort, therefore. He says, Paul's getting in the face. First of all, supplications, prayers, intercession be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority. Well, we got the knife in. We might as well dig it. How about Nancy Pelosi? Have we been interceding on behalf of our rulers? Who do we intercede? Who do you have that you bring before God? Do you understand? There's six to seven billion people on the face of the earth. A Christian will never run out of things to do. And we are priests. And the priest comes and he offers his body. He offers praise and thanksgiving. He offers acts of love. And he offers intercession. Turn back to 1 Peter chapter 2 again. 1 Peter chapter 2. And here's the key. Offering up these spiritual um, sacrifices acceptable to God. And here's the key. By Jesus Christ. What makes our offerings acceptable to God? Oh, we pray this nice prayer and people got excited and said, Amen. No. We came in the name of Jesus. When we offer sacrifices to God, He readily accepts them with pleasure 
because of Jesus Christ. He doesn't accept them. He, he doesn't say, Darl, you've really been doing good and, and you've been doing these nice acts and, and mowing the yard and, and, all, and I've noticed you've really been doing good. So, come on, you got an inside track here. The reason our gifts are acceptable to God is because of Jesus. And it's in the name of Jesus. What did he say? You do an act of love. You give a cup of cold water in my name. He said, I will reward you. It, this, is a, this is what we need to take serious. God, you have made me a priest. I am to offer up to you and they will be acceptable when I do them in the name of Jesus. Oftentimes, Christians do not pray because they feel they, they're not worthy to pray. They feel they're not good enough for God to listen to them. God doesn't answer our prayer because we're good enough. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, through the, the covering of His blood, through His righteousness applied to us, and that's why we come in Jesus' name. It doesn't mean just adding His name on the end of the prayer. God, I come and I'm only empowered to do this act of love by Jesus Christ. That's, that's the basis of what we're doing here. So I want to encourage you tonight. As a believer, you are a priest of God. Doesn't, need, doesn't mean you have to put your shirt on backwards and run around like that. It means that God expects you to bring things of offering to Him continually. And in you as a believer is the Holy Spirit. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you are to bring and offer to God your body, praise and thanksgiving, continually offering praise and thanksgiving, acts of love and intercession. Who is God burdening you to become an intercessor on their behalf? You know, it may be somebody halfway around the world that doesn't even know. It doesn't matter. God knows as you bring their name before God, as you start interceding on their behalf. If God were to show us a picture, a graph of the offerings that you have given to God in Jesus' name, would it be a large column or would it be minuscule? As a believer, you are a priest of God. And priests have the purpose of offering to God. We need to get with being holy priest, royal priest for His glory. Heavenly Father, I pray that uh, Your Spirit would not let this just go in one ear and out the other. Uh, Lord, I pray that this week we would take serious our responsibility as priests. Lord, I pray that we would daily offer to You our body as an instrument for You to use. 
I pray that you would find us continually before you in praise and thanksgiving. And Lord, that by your grace and power, we would offer to you acts of love and kindness and encouragement, even to the most undeserving, which we are. And Lord, I pray that you would teach us to be intercessors. I know your Spirit will teach us if we're willing. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, you're here tonight. 